Hi, I'm Annette Rue, and this is Ruminate on That. Thanks for tuning in. What an interesting story this is becoming. I, I love the picture of God being the author of our story. Yet at the same time, I tend to be a speed reader. And I would like to know what is coming at a little bit faster pace than he likes to reveal. I want to flip through the pages. And I feel like God is teaching me to linger on each page and make sure I understand what he's written. Today we're unpacking the next phase after spiritual whiplash. And I have to say it's been great to hear from some people about how this picture is connecting to your story. Please reach out if you have questions or stories that you would like to share, maybe even what it means to you to learn the art of ruminating. I've heard from some people way back in my college days, and it's been a really amazing experience. Feel free to reach out. If you go to my website, annetteru.me, you can find a way to contact me there. I've been hearing some screen door stories, and while I don't want anyone to go through difficult times like we've been talking about, it may feel a little better to know that you are not alone out there. In the midst of these significant moments where everything is kind of violently interrupted, there are different kinds of challenges that ripple out. And those challenges often show up in waves after the initial incident. Yet I want to be a witness today to the fact that when you invite God into any of these moments, he doesn't waste anything. And you will see him do unexpected, amazing things with even the most painful experiences. The last year has been challenging, but I continue to be astounded at the things that God is teaching me, mostly about myself. There's a quote from Wayne Cordero that I read in a book recently called Leading on Empty, and it really hit home for me in what we're talking about today. And the quote says, faith is living in advance what we will only understand in reverse. Let me say that again. Faith is living in advance what we will only understand in reverse. I don't understand it all yet. I'm not sure how it's going to unfold, but I see God's hand moving in people's lives and even in my own. And I certainly am not going to give up because it's hard. For me personally, I just know too much about who God is to doubt him now. I have followed him through too many valleys and wildfires in life to turn back now. And maybe you need to hear this today because he's doing something similar in your story. So whether you're a follower or an explorer, you might feel like you're in construction mode. Let me set up the scene for what we're going to talk about today. I shared in part one of Spiritual Whiplash that a year ago I went through a really difficult ministry experience where I had vision and was pouring my life into a ministry and connected with some really incredible people. And it all came to a really abrupt stop. There's actually a little bit more to the history of the last few years of life for me. 
A couple years before that, I experienced actually another really tough disappointment in a ministry setting where lead pastor had to step down. And it was really painful for our church family. But really, I got to back up. Four years ago, I lost my mom to cancer. She had an early home going and she was only 62. And I was just so sure in that season that she was going to be healed. And I'm not sharing these things for you so that, oh, you feel bad. What I want you to understand is that I just I just want to set the scene a little bit because the last three to four years, essentially, there have been three big gut punch kind of screen door moments. Oh, and then a pandemic that happened to all of us. Again, this is not so you feel bad for my circumstances. I am learning so much and I know I'm not alone. I have talked to many people recently that have a similar or actually even a worse lineup of gut punches. Life sometimes has these seasons and it can feel overwhelming. But here's the cool thing about this story is that we are beginning to learn. I'm beginning to learn what you do with it when you leave it in the hands of God. God is orchestrating some pretty amazing learning moments for me. Don't get me wrong. It's crazy hard at times. I've cried a lot. I've been frustrated and angry. I've actually dealt with some depression and really negative thoughts over the last year. And I know that I have some people close to me that that, that is a kind of an ongoing journey for them. For me, it's, it's very unusual. And I have to say that grief has become kind of a familiar presence in my life, obviously not by my choosing. But I, I'm telling you this because I just want you to understand the scene as God shows me another piece of this picture. What I didn't see a year ago was that I was already walking wounded from those previous gut punches, those previous screen door moments. In all three of the big scenarios over the last few years, I was in a position where I needed to take care of other people that were also experiencing the loss. I was called to that position. I didn't resent it. Whether it was me being a mom or a daughter, a wife, or a sister or a pastor, that was my role. And I love that role. I still do. Caring for others is what you do. And God graciously has always given everything you need, gives me enough strength to pastor other people, especially in crisis. But apparently this time, it was time for me to let my wounds heal. It was not okay to continue being the walking wounded. The screen door was shut. I bounced off hard for the third time and it hurt deeply. Instead of giving me strength to get up and keep running, God really let me feel it this time. And I actually didn't want to jump back up. I just couldn't. To be honest, I hate admitting that. I prefer the adrenaline of the fight. I'm not what I would call a laid back type person. I kind of enjoy the heat of battle when you're fighting for someone's life. I, I feel like it's just part of my DNA. As a parent, as a sister, a pastor, a mentor, that's just what I feel called to do. I feel like I'm wired for it. With God's help and under his direction, it's been amazing. But something was different. This loss really hurt. And not just because of what happened, 
it was compounded by some of the things that had come before. And what I'm learning now is that there were too many screen doors and not enough recovery time. So God made a way for an extended stay. If you listen to Spiritual Whiplash, you know that initial metaphor that God helped me to find language for what I was feeling. He gave me that in mid-January of this year. I was still ruminating on it, and I had shared that picture with a few people. But then fast forward several weeks later, I had an encounter with someone that actually added on to that picture and took it to a whole other level. I met this amazing woman, a leader, someone I respect. But we were strangers at the day when this happened. And during a time, we were spending some time in prayer with our team, and she came over to me and she said that she saw me across the room and God showed her a picture. Already, I love this because as I'm sharing with you, God has often used pictures to help me understand things that he's doing or things he wants to say. So I was like, hey, that's that's great. God speaks to me that way too. So then she unpacked the picture that she was seeing. And it was crazy how I later realized it was like the following scene to Spiritual Whiplash. She saw me on a gurney being rolled out of the hospital. And she said, I see you on this gurney because you needed a season for healing you were wounded and there was some hurt and you needed time. And she said, even though you were there to heal, you were also there for a season of rest. This was all confirmation for me because of what God had told me to do. Be still, examine yourself. And she said, God wants you to know during that healing, there were areas that God needed to heal that you didn't realize were still hurting. And it, now you're wondering if it's time to get up from the gurney and I'm here to tell you, it is. It's important that you rested and experienced healing. Now it's time to get up. So that was cool. There were some other details. I'm not giving you all of the things that she shared, but you can get the idea of the picture here and how, how amazing that it connected with what God had already been saying to me and things I'd already written in my journal. And I love that he did that. What a good God. He started helping me understand what was happening in, in my soul, in my spirit, in my thoughts. And what I realized was that this was an extended stay. This was not a quick turnaround. In July, it'll be one year since I felt, I don't know, benched, if you will. And the season of rest began. And the pace of my life has been completely changed. Again, what a good God. I don't know about you, but sometimes God needs to spell it out for me. I tend to be stubborn. There are people probably in my family that would attest to that quickly. And sometimes I can get tunnel vision when I'm on mission. When I feel like I know what I'm going for, I can sometimes lose focus on anything else. One of the main reasons I love the Bible is that God uses it to make things really clear and plain for me when I get into that mode. And in James 1, I found this passage what I, as I've been studying recently. And the Passion Translation is something I've been using in my quiet time. In James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, um, it says something that resonates with me. It says, if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you'll receive. 
For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? So when I came across this passage, I feel like this is me. I want to know God's plan. I want wisdom. Yet in that same passage, I see myself in another place when it talks about the ambivalent person who believes one minute and doubts the next. During that season of waiting and being still and just letting God do what he's doing, I have not always felt confident. I've wavered. There's times where I'm so certain that God is speaking and he's giving direction and he's showed me all these amazing things. And then the next day, I feel like he's forgotten me. I feel like I'm invisible. And here it is, right in the word of God. You're up one minute, tossed down the next, half-hearted, wavering. But let's be real. After you've been knocked around a little bit by life, it is pretty normal to be a bit unstable. Again, the reminder to stop, rest, get your bearings, because I really do want to receive something from the Lord. So this picture keeps on giving. After I began to process this hospital picture that of being on the gurney and all of that, that image kind of hangs with me. And over the next several weeks in my quiet time, I find God shows up and drops me another breadcrumb so that I keep following him down this track. Since he showed me the hospital, it just kept on giving. For several weeks after that conversation, I would think of a new thing every few days in my prayer time as I'm reading or journaling. I'd realize another piece of the puzzle. Here's a few of those nuggets to explain what I mean. The first thing that came, it's a well-known fact that doctors often make the worst patients. That kind of hit me where it hurt when I recognized that when the Lord whispered that to me. Doctors make the worst patients. And here it is. I'm used to being a pastor, a mom, a leader. I'm used to being the caregiver. I'm used to being showing up for people in their tough times. My restlessness and my frustration made more sense because I was not used to being on the receiving end of that kind of ministry. I'm supposed to be resting. I know that. I can feel that I need it. But the urge to get up and help is overwhelming at times. And let's be real. When I look around at the world, there's so much brokenness. And I just feel like, how can I sit here and do nothing? Sometimes it's a hit to the ego to be the one taken care of and not being the caregiver. It can cause some mind games like, man, I feel weak in this time. Maybe people will think I'm not even strong enough to lead anymore. And on and on it goes. Doctors make the worst patients. I have to say, I think I'm guilty. Another thing was that sometimes it just feels wrong to take a long break. I mean, I think vacation is fun. All of us need to rest. We're going to talk about the Sabbath at some point. I've always believed and practiced that, but I've never taken an extended time to rest in my adult life. 
I'm still here being a personal witness for Christ. I actually got into a conversation with a stranger at a coffee shop just this week. So I'm still, I feel like in my daily life, I'm still walking out what God's called me to, but I'm just used to being active on the front line. And for the first time in 20 years, that's not me. This extended stay has been strange. Have you been knocked out of your normal groove? Is it causing you to wrestle with some identity issues? Being in a different position than you're used to? That makes sense. And here's where I'm at with that. Just keep wrestling until you get clarity on that. Here's another big one that came. You don't go from the gurney straight back to the game. In my frustration, again, I'm saying to God, I'm ready. You said I could get off the gurney. And he says, yeah, but you don't go from the gurney to the game. There's a season of strengthening and regaining function again. It's called physical therapy or rehabilitation. And anyone that has been through that process knows that sometimes the rehab can be more painful than the injury itself. Wow, does that picture take us to an even deeper place of how God can work through these seasons. We're actually going to talk about that phase in the next episode. Are you walking wounded today? Is it possible that you've just been pushing through and just getting through the symptoms? This is really important. I had to ask myself too, are you self-medicating in some way to just avoid feeling it? That might mean through substances, that's where our minds automatically go, but it's not only that. Sometimes it's just really distracting or even destructive habits. Sometimes just staying really busy can just be a way to not deal. Do you have a desire to be whole again? Do you have a desire for that wisdom that we read about? I don't even fully understand my own diagnosis at this point, but I'm definitely in the process of healing and I want to be submitted to it. Like that quote I read earlier, I think I'll understand this more when I'm looking in reverse, but faith is that I have to keep walking it out. I can sense this, this work that God is doing and I stopped resisting the extended stay. This is taking longer than I like, but at some point I have to trust the one who created me, to know what is best for me. And every day that passes, I see more of what he's up to. In his grace, he's dropping me breadcrumbs along the way so I can see where he's going and keep following. Here's where we're going to land today. If you can relate to this diagnosis, this picture, we've talked about taking time to be honest with yourself, examine, and look at how extensive this is. Hopefully you've taken some assessment of areas that have been touched by what you're going through. Relationships can be affected. Your focus and connectedness in your work or your education can be altered. Sometimes we get off track in our own journey of personal growth. We just get a plateau and we feel stuck. How connected do you feel to God right now? And then another important process to examine is Do you know what you need to do in response to where you're at? Is this a momentary hiccup for you or is an extended stay necessary for a deeper work? Do you know who to talk to? Do you know how to pray? Do you know where to look in God's word for truth and where do you go for help if you need it? 
Ask God. Sit with these questions. Ruminate on them. Process. Reach out to people in your life or maybe even me. You have a minute right now, right? Just sit in your car for an extra minute. Let the music play. Stop what you're doing. Just sit. Maybe step outside away from your tasks for one minute and see what God might say.